With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio, with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms, and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to The Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Wednesday, the day before Liverpool begin their European campaign in the Europa League with a game against Lask of Austria. And because we are in the Europa League this season, I thought it would be interesting to just take an old trip down memory lane, a little bit of nostalgia from the Nostalgia Merchant, and look back at our previous Europa League campaigns. So... The first season Liverpool take part in this competition, which is Europe's secondary competition, is the 67-68 season. The competition at that point is known as the Intercity Fairs Cup. And Liverpool faced Malmo in the first round. They beat them 4-1 on aggregate. Tony Haitley scored both goals in the first leg, which was away. Tony Haitley is an odd piece of Liverpool's history. He was signed from Chelsea for £96,000, which was a club record fee. Now, Chelsea had signed him a year earlier for £100,000, and he hadn't done very well. That was their club record as well. He joins Liverpool. He scores 28 goals in 56 games. He sold after a year, moves on to Coventry at a loss. And you'd wonder why a player who's clearly done well and scored a lot of goals was sold. And it was just that Liverpool played a style that didn't suit his best attributes. He was a player who needed crosses, long balls, a direct style of play. A lot of people will remember his son, Mark Haitley, who was a striker in the Premier League around Europe for Rangers most notably and was the same type of player, a big, old-fashioned number nine. And his father was a very, very similar player. Now, interestingly enough, they have a, a Mark Haitley's son, who's Tony Haitley's grandson, obviously, uh, is a defensive midfielder who once played for Tranmere and currently plays in Poland and has spent much of his career in Europe, in Poland. He spent two years with Zlat Raklow 
two years with Piast Gluis. Then he went to Larnaca and now he's back with Piast. Just interesting to see a player who made his name at Motherwell. Had a spell at Tranmere and then went to Poland, of all places, and has spent most of his career since knocking around Europe. Uh, did have a spell back with Dundee. Anyway, that's beside the point. So he gets the, the two goals in the first leg. In the second leg at home, we beat them 2-1. Ron Yates and, Ian, uh, and Roger, sorry, Ron Yates and Roger Hunt with the goals. Then we take on 1860 Munich in the second round. We beat them 8-0 at home. Ian St. John, Haitley, Tommy Smith, Roger Hunt with two, Peter Thompson, and two from Ian Callaghan, giving us a very, very comprehensive win. We went abroad, lost 2-1 in the second leg, but it was obviously irrelevant. We go through 9-2 on aggregate Ian Callaghan scoring in the away game as well. And then Ferenc Varos knock us out. They beat us 1-0 away, then they beat us 1-0 at Anfield. And we are out. The following season, 68-69, we are again in the Intercity Fairs Cup and we go out in the first round. We lose 2-1 away to Athletic Bilbao. Uh, Roger Hunt with the only goal. We beat them 2-1 at home. Chris Lawler and Emlyn Hughes with the goals. It's 3-3 on aggregate. Um, and my assumption here is that we lost a coin toss. Let's have a gander and see why we went out, because I actually don't know the story as to why we went out. Newcastle actually won the competition that year, which is kind of funny, um, considering how how dreadful they are. Um I, I actually don't know. I don't know why we went out. My assumption is, yeah, we lost a coin toss. We lost a coin toss and went out of Europe. Things were just done very, very differently. In 69-70, we're once again in the competition. We beat Dundalk 10-0 at home. Alan Evans gets two. Chrissy Lawler scores. Tommy Smith gets two. Bobby Graham gets two. Alec Lindsay scores. Peter Thompson scores and Ian Callaghan scores. Then we beat them 4-0 away. Peter Thompson got two. Bobby Graham got one and Ian Callaghan again. In the second round, we get Vitoria de Setebul of Portugal and we lose 1-0 away. We win 3-2 at home. Tommy Smith, Alan Evans and Roger Hunt get the goals and we go out in away goals. And another European adventure comes to an end. We're not very good in Europe at this point. Uh, we're in the competition again in 70-71. And we actually do really well here. In the first round, we beat Ferenc Varos 2-1 on aggregate. In the home game, Bobby Graham gives us the only goal to win 1-0. And in the away game, Emlyn Hughes scores and we sneak through. Then we played Dinamo Bucharest. We beat them 3-0 at home. Alec Lindsay, Chrissy Lawler, and Emlyn Hughes. And Phil Bursma scores the only goal in the away leg in what is a 1-1 draw. We go through 4-1. Then we go north of the border and we take on Hibs. John Toshak scores away. We win 1-0. Steve Highway and Phil Bursma score at home. We win 2-0. 
we played Bayern Munich in round four. Alan Evans gets a hat-trick at Anfield. We go away and Ian Ross scores in the 75th minute. And we advance to go through 4-1 to the semi-final stage. And we play Leeds. And this is a Leeds team who, under Don Revy, are the class of English football at this point, really. Leeds would go on to win the competition, having beaten us 1-0 at Anfield. And then the second leg away at Elland Road ended 0-0. And that ended that season's European adventure. But in 1972-73, we finally made the breakthrough. The competition had been rebranded to the UEFA Cup. And finally, it broke in our favour. So we play Eintracht Frankfurt in the first round. Kevin Keegan and Alan Hughes score at Anfield and we win 2-0. We draw 0-0 in Frankfurt. We play AEK Athens in the second Round We beat them 3-0 at Anfield. Phil Bursma, Peter Cormack and Tommy Smith. We go away and we beat them 3-1. Two from Emlyn Hughes and one from Phil Bursma. We play Dynamo Berlin, East German side, going beyond the wall. Draw 0-0 away. Play them at Anfield in the second leg. Beat them 3-1. Bursma, Steve Highway and John Toshak. Phil Bursma really liked scoring in Europe, didn't he? Uh, then we played Dynamo Dresden, another East German side. We beat them 2-0 at home. Brian Hall and Phil Bursma again. We beat them 1-0 away with a goal by Kevin Keegan. And then in the final, we played Spurs, funnily enough. And we beat them 1-0 at home with a goal by Alec Lindsay. We lost the second leg away 2-1. Steve Highway got our goal and we win the competition on away goals. I'm wrong. That's the semi-final. That's the semi-final. I'm an idiot. I knew we hadn't played Spurs in a European final before the Champions League. I don't know why I thought we had. Uh, Anyway, we go through and away goals and we take on Borussia Mönchengladbach and we beat them 3-0 at Anfield, two from Kevin Keegan and one from Larry Lloyd. And then we lose 2-0 away. Jupp Heinkes gets both goals. Obviously, Jupp best known for his management with Bayern Munich and many other clubs, including Real Madrid. But that must have been squeaky bum time because his second goal went in in the 40th minute and then we had to survive, clinging on for our lives to, uh, to see out the competition and find our way through. I'm annoyed at myself that I thought we'd play Spurs in the final for a second. Um, yeah, so there we go. There's the first European trophy in the bag. The second one comes in the 75-76 season, which is our next time in this competition. Uh, we play Hibs in the first round, and we lose 1-0 away, but then beat them 3-1 at home. John Toshak with a hat-trick. We play Real Sociedad. We beat them 3-1 away. Steve Highway, Ian Callaghan, and Phil Thompson. We play them at home and we beat them 6-0. So go through 9-1 on aggregate. Toshak, Ray Kennedy, David Fairclough, Steve Highway and Phil Neal getting the goals. Um, we play Zlas Braclow, the club, funnily enough, that Tony Hately's grandson played for. Um, we beat them 2-1 away. 
It is Ray Kennedy and John Toshak with the goals. We beat them 3-0 at home. And Jimmy Case hat-trick. I'm guessing that might have been the only hat-trick of his career. Uh, then we played Dinamo Dresden again. We draw 0-0 away. We beat them 2-1 at home. Jimmy Case and Kevin Keegan with the goals. In the semi-final, we beat Barcelona 2-1 on aggregate. John Toshak scores away from home. Phil Thompson scores in a 1-1 draw at Anfield. And in the final, we take on Club Bruges. We beat them 3-2 at Anfield. Ray Kennedy, Jimmy Case, Kevin Keegan. And we draw 1-1 away with Keegan equalising after Lambert had scored for them. Um, And thus ended our UEFA Cup involvement for a long, long time. Because obviously we dominate the European Cup from the late 70s through the 80s up until the ban on Heysel. We are finally back in Europe in the 91-92 season and it is in the UEFA Cup uh, under Graham Souness. And this is obviously the year we win the FA Cup under Souness, but we actually did quite well in Europe and we're a little bit unfortunate. So we play Kuzalati in the first round. We beat them 6-1 at Anfield. Uh, four from Dean Saunders and two from Ray Houghton. And I remember, I actually remember watching that game because one thing that stood out to me in that game was they were talking about the Finnish goalkeeper having to adapt to the back pass rule because the Finnish season, this is the year the back pass rule had changed and you could no longer just pass the ball back to the goalkeeper and have him pick it up. But the Finnish league, along with a couple of others in those colder countries, ran through the summer. And when the league started, the back pass rule was the old back pass rule. So in league play, they were still allowed to knock it back to the goalkeeper who could just pick it up. But in the UEFA competitions, he couldn't. So they were worried that he was going to pick up a back pass. In the end, he didn't, but his team got beaten uh, 6-1 anyway. They did beat us 1-0 in the away leg. Then a very famous tie against Auxerre. We lose 2-0 away, and then we beat them 3-0 at home. Jan Mulby scores from the penalty spot on four minutes. Mike Marsh scores on 30 minutes. And then Mark Walters wins us the game on 83. And we go through the power of Anfield once again, seeing us through. We played Zorowski Tyrol of Austria in the third round. We beat them 2-0 away. Dean Saunders got both goals. We beat them 4-0 at home. A hat-trick for Saunders and Barry Venison scoring. And then we played Genoa. And we lost 2-0 away. Branko, the Brazilian left-back, scored a pretty impressive goal. And then they beat us 2-1 at Anfield. We thought, having beaten Auxerre, we thought we'd be able to come back again. But they went one up. Ian Rush equalised, but they would score again. And out we went. And that ended that European adventure. Um, We were back in the same competition in 95-96, obviously under Roy Evans. We didn't do very well. We beat Spartak Vladikavkaz 2-1 away. 
Steve McManaman and Jamie Redknapp giving us the win after they'd gone one up. We drew nil-nil at home. Then a very disappointing defeat. We draw nil-nil away with Bronby, and then they beat us one-nil at home with a goal by Dan Egan, who a lot of people will remember from when he played for Bronby, Celta Vigo, but obviously the Norwegian national team uh, more so than anything else. So that was very, very disappointing. In 97-98, we're once again back at it. And another famous Liverpool-European tie, a 2-2 draw with Celtic away. Michael Owen scores early. Jackie McNamara and Simon Donnelly score to give them a 2-1 lead. And then Steve McManaman scores to equalise and give us the advantage going home of away goals. We draw nil-nil at home and we go through. And then we went and lost 3-0 away to Strasbourg before beating them 2-0 at home. Robbie Fowler and Karl-Heinz Riedler with the goals there. Uh, 98-99, we're once again in this competition. We beat Kosic of Slovakia 3-0 away. Patrick Berger, Karl-Heinz Riedler and Michael Owen. We beat them 5-0 at home. Two for Redknapp, one for Ince and two for Fowler. We scored three goals in four minutes in that game. Then we played Valencia. We drew 0-0 at home, but then we drew 2-2 away and went through and away goals. Uh, Lopez, that would be Claudio Lopez, had put them one up. Steve, Steve McManaman scores in the 80th minute to equalise. Patrick Berger scores in 85 to give us the advantage. Lopez then scores on 90, but we sneak through on away goals and we face more uh, Spanish opposition in the form of Celta Vigo. And they beat us 3-1 away. Um, they tore us apart that game. That was Mostavoyan and Carpin at their very, very best. Michael Owen scored our goal to put us ahead and then they just tormented us, absolutely tormented us and probably should have won by more. We lost the second leg 1-0 and went out 4-1 on aggregate. So having had a very, very disappointing 90s in European competition, things began to change for us because in 2000-2001, obviously, it's a legendary season and we win the UEFA Cup as part of our cup treble. We beat Rapid Bucharest 1-0 away. Nick Barmby with the only goal, drawn nil-nil at home. We beat Slovan Liberish 1-0 at home. Emil Heskey scores the only goal late in the game. Then we go away and we beat them 3-2. Having gone one down, Nick Barmby, Emil Heskey and Michael Owen put us 3-1 up. They got a consolation, but we go through 4-2 in aggregate. Then we went to Greece to take on Olympiacos. Barmby scores they equalise. Steven Gerrard scores. They equalise late, but we go home with the away goals advantage. But we don't need it. We beat them 2-0 at home. Emil Heskey and Nick Barmby with the goals. Then we face Roma. And this is a really, really strong Roma team. But Michael Owen gets two goals in Rome to give us a huge win. We come home. They beat us 1-0 at Anfield, but it doesn't matter. We're on to the quarterfinals. We take on Porto in what was to foreshadow the next 20 years where we just drew Porto every year. We draw nil-nil away. Then we beat them 2-0 at home. Danny Murphy and Michael Owen with the goals. 
It's Barcelona in the semi-finals. It's a nil-nil draw at the Camp Nou. A one-nil win at home, a Gary McAllister penalty. And on to the final, which is still to this day the maddest European final that there's ever been. Babel puts us one up. Gerard puts us two up. Alonso gets one back for them. But then Gary McAllister puts us three one up with a penalty. Then Moreno pulls one back. It's 3-2. Then Moreno scores again. It's 3-3. Then Fowler scores. It's 4-3. And surely we're not throwing this away. We've been incredible defensively this season. We are a team built on defense. And Jordi Cruyff, the only good thing he ever did in his career equalizes in the 88th minute we go to extra time and obviously Gelly scores the unfortunate own goal golden goal and we are UEFA Cup champions um we will be back in this competition in 0203 having failed to advance from our group in the Champions League we finished third drop into the UEFA Cup. Really disappointing that we finished there. We had Valencia, who were good, Basel, who were average, and Spartak Moscow, who were crap. And we still couldn't get out of the group. Anyway, uh, into the UEFA Cup. We beat Vietas Arnhem 1-0 away. Michael Owen scores the only goal. We beat them at home 1-0. Again, it's Michael Owen. We beat Auxerre 1-0 away. Sammy Hippie gets the goal. We beat them 2-0 at home. Owen and Murphy with the goals. And then we drew Celtic. And we were certain we were going through. We draw 1-1 away. Emil Heskey equalises after Henrik Larsson and put them one up. And then they beat us 2-0 at Anfield. And if you remember... This is the season where Celtic would go on to the final and lose to Jose Mourinho's Porto. They played Boa Vista in the semi-final. Realistically, we'd have beaten Boa Vista fairly comfortably and we could have won the European Cup that year. We should have won the European Cup that year in truth, or the UEFA Cup, I should say. But it wasn't to be, and in... 0304, we're back in this competition from the first round. We beat Ljubljana of Slovenia. Uh, draw 1 1 in the first leg. Owen gets the late goal to equalize after they'd gone 1 up. We beat them 3 0 at Anfield. Latalak, Heskey, and Harry Kuehl with the goals. We then draw Stoya Bucharest. We draw 1 1 away. Jimmy Traore with the goal. We beat them 1-0 at home. Harry Kuehl again. Levski Sofia. It's a nice trip around Eastern Europe for us this year. Uh, Gerard and Harry Kuehl score to give us a 2-0 home win. We go to Sofia and we beat them 4-2. Gerard, Owen, Haman and Hippia. Then we face Marseille. We drew 1-1 at home. Milan Barros scored early. Didier Drogba scored late to equalise. And then Drogba just tormented us in the away leg. We'd gone one up through Heskey. And then it was the Drogba show. And they beat us 2-1 to go through 3-2 uh, on aggregate. Uh, again, a disappointing end 
to a European campaign. Um, 0910, we're back at it. This is obviously the last hurrah of Rafa Benitez this season, this competition. Maybe had we won this competition, we could have gone on and kept Rafa and things would have worked out a little bit better. But obviously it wasn't to be. In the round of 32, oh, I should point out, we got dumped out of the Champions League in the group stage, finishing third behind Fiorentina and Lyon. Fiorentina were okay. Lyon were pretty good at the time. We were just desperate in that group. Um, we beat the Preken of Hungary home and away and got a draw away to Lyon. But we lost at home to Fiorentina, at home to Lyon and away to Fiorentina and deservedly went out. But into the round of 32 in the UEFA Cup, David Ngog scored against Un- Unoria. Unoria, I think it's Unoria of um, of Romania to give us a 1-0 win at home. We beat them 3-1 away. Mascherano, Babel and Gerard with the goals. Then we faced Lille. We lost 1-0 away. Eden Hazard scored. This was probably a lot of people's first glance at Eden Hazard and there was a lot of excitement that we might sign him based on his performances against us. We beat them 3-0 at home. Uh, Gerard and two from Torres. Then we faced Benfica and... We lost 2-1 away. Danny Agra had given us an early lead, but then we had Ryan Babel sent off on 31 minutes and gave away two penalties, which Oscar Cardoza uh, dispatched with great joy. We battled them at home, though, beat them 4-1. Kaut, Lucas Leva, and two from Fernando Torres. Cardoza got a consolation, but on we went. And we faced Atletico Madrid in the semi-final. We lost 1-0 away to a, to a Diego Forlan goal. We beat them at home 1-0 in regulation. Aquilani with the only goal. Went to extra time. Benny Yoon puts us ahead. We're going to the final. And then Diego Forlan. A hated man. A hated man. Scores to knock us out. We go out on away goals. And again... We would have won the competition because Atleti played Fulham in the final. And there is not a chance we would have lost to Fulham. Atleti beat them 2-1 after extra time. We were better than Atletico Madrid that year. We were a lot better than Fulham. We left that one on the table. That should have been a UEFA Cup for the club. Uh, We were again back in the competition in the 10-11 season. Um... We had to go through the, the qualifying rounds. We beat Robert Nicky uh, 2-0 away. David and Gog with both goals. Beat them 2-1 at, oh, sorry, 2-0 at home. And Gog and Gerrard. Then we played Trabzonspor. Babel scored the only goal as we won 1-0 at home. We beat them 2-1 away, having gone one down. And it'd been 1-0 to them from the fourth minute to the 83rd minute. There was an own goal by Kakar. And then Dirk Kout gave us a late winner. Go through 3-1 on on uh, aggregate. In the group stage then, we're drawn with Napoli, Stoya Bucharest and Utrecht. We beat Stoya at home 4-1. 
uh, Joe Cole with probably his only good moment for Liverpool, Tuf Mengog and Lucas Leiva. We draw nil nil away to Utrecht. We draw nil nil away to Napoli. We beat Napoli three one at home. If you remember, Levetsi put them one up. Gerard came off the bench at half time and got a second half hat trick. Then we drew one one away to Stoya Bucharest with Jovanovic getting the only goal, the only decent thing he ever did in his Liverpool career. And then we draw nil uh, nil nil at home with Utrecht. So we go through top despite having only won two games. Um. We get Sparta Prague. At this point, Kenny has taken over. Hodgson has been sacked. We draw nil-nil away. We beat them one-nil at home with a Dirk Kout goal. We go to Braga in the round of 16. We lose one-nil, and then we can't find a goal at home. And out we go in the round of 16, which is very, very disappointing for, for many reasons. In the 2000 and... 12-13 season, we're back at it. And this time, Brendan Rodgers is in charge and we get a a look at Brendan's tragic European track record. Uh, we beat Gommel of Belarus 1-0 away, Stuart Downing with the only goal. We beat them 3-0 at home, Barini, Gerrard and Glenn Johnson. Then we play Hearts. We beat them 1-0 away. It's an own goal by Webster. We beat them. Sorry, we draw 1-1 at home. Um, Templeton had scored for them late on to make it 1-1. Suarez scored a late winner and we went through. I, I think that that goal, that, a, that own goal in the first leg was originally credited to Adam Morgan and then on review it was it was deemed an own, uh, an own goal. Into the group stage, we get Ansi, we get Young Boys and we get Udinese. We beat Young Boys 5-3 away. Uh, an own goal by Ojala. Andre Wisdom, Sebastian Coates and John Joe Shelby get our goals. We lose 3-2 at home to Udinese. Shelby and Suarez score. We beat Anzi 1-0 at Anfield through Stuart Downing. We lose 1-0 away to them. We drew 2-2 at home with the young boys Shelby and Cole. And we beat Udinese 1-0 away with Jordan Henderson scoring the only goal of the game. And that's what brought us through because ourselves, Anzi and Young Boys all finished on 10 points. We had to win that game. Udinese finished on four points and their only win was at Anfield, which is a little bit embarrassing. But anyway, on to the knockout phase. Um, we face Zenit St. Petersburg. We lose 2-0 away, Hulk and Semak. We beat them 3-1 at home, but Hulk scored first. Then Suarez scored, then Joe Allen scored, then Suarez scored. And we really should have won this game four or five or six because we absolutely annihilated them, but we couldn't find that fourth goal. And we went out on away goals. So not great. Not great at all. Uh, 14-15, we are unfortunately back in this competition. Uh, Having finished second in the league the previous year, we did qualify for the Champions League, but you'll remember the embarrassment of that Champions League campaign. A group of Real, Basel and Ludogorets, we managed one win. A 2-1 home win against Ludogorets. Balotelli scores in the 82nd minute. They equalise in the 91st minute. Then we get a penalty in the 93rd minute and Gerrard scores and we go through. 
We lost 1-0 at home to Basel. We lost 3-0 at home to Real Madrid. We lost 1-0 away to Real Madrid when Rodgers decided to play a reserve team. We played Ludogorets away and drew 2-2. Lambert and Henderson with the goals. And then we drew 1-1 at home at Basel in the final game. When we needed to win, we drew 1-1 at home. And uh, a win would have put us through. But it didn't. We finished third. And on we went into the UEFA Cup or the Europa League, as it was known. Balotelli scores a penalty in the 85th minute. And you'll remember there was some controversy over him taking the penalty, despite the fact he was by far the best penalty taker at the club. He, He should have been first choice, even if Gerard had been playing. Henderson, for some reason, was on penalties. And as we saw later in Jordan's career, he was A, crap at penalties, and B, scared to take them, including having himself subbed off, having come on as a sub in a European Championship final, just in case he had to take one. Uh, Cowardice to the finest. Uh, Having beaten them 1-0 at home, we went to Besiktas. We lost 1-0. Arslan with the only goal. No scoring extra time, on to penalties. And Demba Ba scores for them. Ricky Lambert, Lambert scores for us. Torre scores for them. Lalana scores for us. Kavlak scores for them. Emre Chan scores for us. Atiba Hutchinson scores for them. Joe Allen scores for us. Tolgai Arslan scores for them. And if you look out your window at this moment, you'll probably see Dejan Lovren's penalty which is still circumventing the earth, circumnavigating the earth, not circumventing, circumnavigating the earth uh, for nine years now. No, eight years. Yeah, eight and a half years it's been traveling around the world. He hit it that fucking hard. The absolute tick. Um, we were back in the competition in fifteen sixteen, and this is the last time we were actually in the competition so obviously, Rogers gets the heave hole nice and early, but he, we did begin the group stage under him. Um, we were drawn with Sion, Ruben Kazan, and Bordeaux. We drew with Bordeaux 1-1 away. Uh, Lalana scored. We drew 1-1 with Sion at home. Lalana scored. Rogers got sacked. Klopp took over. We drew 1-1 at home with Ruben Kazan. Emre Chan scored. We beat Kazan away. Jordan Ibe scored. We beat Bordeaux at home 2-1. James Milner penalty and Christian Benteke. And then we drew 0-0 with Sion. We go through top of the group. We play Augsburg. We draw 0-0 away. We beat them 1-0 at home. James Milner penalty. We play Manchester United next. Henderson, oh no, sorry, Sturridge scores on 20 from the penalty spot. And then Firmino scores to give us a well-deserved 2-0 win. We go to Old Trafford. Martial gets one back for them and it starts to look a little ropey and then there's a moment of genius from Coutinho. And we get a 1-1 draw and we go through 3-1. Then we played Borussia Dortmund. Origi scores in the away game. Mats Hummels equalises. 1-1 away. That's pretty good. We're fairly happy with that. They come out at Anfield and just tear into us. Mkhitaryan scores on five minutes. Aubameyang scores on nine minutes. And we look dead and buried. Origi gets one back 
on 48, but then Marco Royce scores. And again, we look dead and buried. And then the first great comeback of the, the Klopp era, Coutinho scores on 66, Sacco scores on 78, and then the only good moment in his Liverpool career, Dejan, the pebble Lovren, with the header from a James Milner cross to win us the game and send us through to the semi-finals, where we faced Villarreal. We lost 1-0 away. Uh, Adrian scored a late goal for them. Then we hammered them at Anfield. Uh, Bruno Soriano scored an own goal. Daniel Sturridge scores an excellent goal. And then Adam Lallana wrapped it up and we go through 3-1. We played Sevilla in the final. Sturridge puts us one up. Half time we look comfortable. And then the second half, we fall apart. And Albi Moreno gets most of the blame, but I beg people to go back and watch that game and just watch Dejan Lovren. I beg, I beg you to go back and watch Dejan Lovren in that game. That's the worst performance of his Liverpool career. And there is fucking stiff competition. He's at fault in all three goals. And we need Colo Toure playing because Sacco was suspended to make two goal saving challenges. And there's a bunch of other mistakes as well. Lovren just completely lost his head. Um, we lose 3-1. And that is it. That is the last time we were in the UEFA Cup. Uh, you can check out this is Anfield and Liverpool.com for yourself. But on Anfieldindex.com, we have a piece about Thiago. Andrew Beasley's latest is up. There is a piece about Jürgen. There's a piece about Zabozlai. There's a piece about Ben Doak, who signed a long-term contract with the club, committed in his future, which is great news. And then podcast-wise, there is a Media Matters, Dave Davis, joined by Jürgen's best friend, Jimbo. Uh, there is an Under Pressure, entitled The Legend of Zobo. Uh, there is a new Scouted, where Guy and Carl discussed the Europa League game. Uh, it is sans me, so definitely must listen. And then there is Mulby on the spot. I don't need to sell this one to you. It's Trev Downey and it's Jan Mulby. So you should be listening to this no matter what. These boys could be talking about recipes. They could be talking about what patterns of wallpaper and it would be worth a listen. So go and listen to that immediately following this and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.